Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we completed chapter 13 and now we are entering into chapter 14, Gunatraya Vibhaga Yoga. In chapter 13 we learned about the field and its knower, Purusha and Prakriti. That field is the world of objects and the one who knows this world of objects is the knower. This world of objects including my body, mind and intellect all the experiences I go through. But one who is knowing that he becomes the enjoyer and sufferer. Karya karana kartrutve prakriti hetu For the production of cause and effect, all the actions and experiences, prakriti is a cause for it. Without prakriti, no action can take place. Without any material, no creation come into existence. For any creation to come into existence, you need two causes, the efficient cause and material cause. If you remove the material cause, no creation come into existence. Lots of this non-profit organization ask me, Neil, you're an architect, help us out, we want to build a hall. They say, I can do everything you want, but without the money to buy materials, nothing will happen. It will remain on the paper. So without prakriti, no experience can come into existence. No effect can come into existence. Prakriti is the cause. Prakriti, we call nature, is the cause for all the objects and beings and experiences and interactions. That's what we learned in that. In that we also learned that the purusa is the enjoyer of all the experiences. He feel the Sukha and Dukha. One of the Purusa identifies with the Prakriti. All that is happening in the Prakriti, he becomes the sufferer or enjoyer of that. So now to help us understand how to navigate this Prakriti, we need to learn in further detail what are the qualities of this Prakriti. So this chapter, which is called Gunatraya Vibhaga Yoga, Yoga of the Three Gunas. This Prakriti is supported by Maya. That has three qualities, three Gunatmika Maya. Maya has three Gunas. How does the Supreme create this universe? He's out of his Maya. He's the Maya Dipati. If the Ishwara, he's the Lord of Maya. That maya, when I experience at the individual level, it becomes avidya, ignorance. Under the spell of maya, I become ignorant about my true self. So that maya functioning through me as the individual becomes avidya. So avidya is the cause for my ego, that I become the doer 
and then sufferer and the enjoyer. The same Maya, when it is at the cosmic level, it is under the control of the Ishwara, the Maya Deepati. I as the individual under the spell of Maya, Maya itself is under the control of the Ishwara. Once I understand this and understand the the functioning of Maya, I may have a better chance not to identify with this limited being that I am, which is this body, this mind, this intellect. As long as the knower identifies with the field, he is bound by the experience of the Sukhandukha. As long as he does not identify with the field, field does not exist for him. And therefore he is not bound by any of those limited characteristics of the field. So the three gunas of the Maya, the Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, are basically not the qualities of the Prakriti. Because the material, as we have learned in physics, is same. The basic ingredient which makes anything in this physical world is the same. Initially we thought it's an atom, which is the basic building block of the universe. Now we are going way beyond that. An atom is not the building block. But whatever it is, in spite of various manifestations, the myriads of forms and colors and shapes we see, the basic ingredient which makes this Prakriti is the same. So we are not talking about the qualities of the matter, or the quality of Prakriti, but is the environment in which we interact with the Prakriti. So these are basically the moods of our mind. So these various moods are in the sattva, rajas, and tamas. The maya which deludes my mind to think that I am the ego has obviously these three gunas. So this chapter elaborates on those three moods of my mind under which I will be functioning in this world. Based on my vasanas, I will be acting in this world. I have a tendency for music, so I'll gravitate towards the musical pursuits. I may have a tendency for business, then I gravitate towards commerce or business. So that tendency of my mind, which prompts me to act in this world, is considered maya functioning through me as avidya. That avidya makes me feel that my pursuit will give me happiness. Versus I am the happiness. So Bhagavan says in opening this chapter, Param Bhuyaha Pravakshami Gnananam Gnanam Uttamam. This concept has been discussed many, many times before in Bhagavad Gita. We have already done this before. We have gone through the paradigm of I am not this body, mind, and intellect. The one who is functioning through me as I is imperishable. Therefore, if I am not identified with my body, mind, intellect, the limitations of my body, mind, intellect are not applicable to me. We have learned that. We have not yet got the grasp over how to deal with it. So this chapter, Bhagavan says, Param Bhuyaha, again I am telling you this. Bhuyaha, again. Param Gnanam, I am going to give you, I am going to declare the supreme knowledge to you, which is Gnanam Uttamam is the best among all the knowledges. We have used all kinds of knowledge in this world. All that knowledge we acquire in this world 
is to gain happiness. Why do you want to go to school? I want to learn something. Why do you want to learn something? Then I'll go to college. Why do you want to go to college? Then I'll get a good job. Why do you want a good job? I can make more money. Why do you want to make more money? So I can be happy. At the end of the day, everything, all knowledge, all types of knowledges we acquire are for to make me feel good and make me happy. The Bhagavan said, I'm going to give you something which will make you instantaneously happy. Therefore, it is gnanam uttamam. The knowledge about myself, the removal of ignorance about myself will make me happy instantaneously. Once I realize this is not me, all the limitations of my being are gone. When I wake up from my dream, dreamer me may have suffered through all night. But as soon as I wake up, all the suffering is gone. Because I realize I'm not that one who was suffering in the dream. So Bhagavan said, I'm going to tell you again. I told you before, I'll tell you one more time. Till this concept becomes clear and becomes your own knowledge, I'll keep telling you. Yadgnatva munayaha sarve param siddhim itah gataha. You are not a guinea pig. I'm not trying on you only. Munis in the past, all the sages, munis, munihi mananasilavaniti muni, one who is contemplating and reflecting. As Swami used to say, Muni can be a suited, booted, coated man. Muni doesn't have to be a sannyasi. Muni doesn't have to be living in Himalayas. He can be one of us moving among us, but he's a mananashilavan who is constantly reflecting what is the reality, what is the truth. He's a Muni. He says, Munis in the past have attained Param Siddham, they attain the supreme perfection, itah gataha, after living this life. So one implication is, it is only possible after I die. After I go through this life, then I will attain that supreme perfection. Swamiji points out that many scholars and rishis have argued that this can be achieved right here and now. So what is the itah gataha? after living this life, after living this life of ignorance that I am living, that I am this body, I am this mind, I am this intellect, this will give me happiness, that will give me happiness. After living that, when I end that, I will achieve that Param Siddhi. That supreme perfection is achieved by many munis who reflected on the truth and ended that life of living in false pursuits, they achieved the supreme perfection. So Bhagavan said, it has been proven, we have track record, we have all the proofs, people can vouch for it. The same knowledge I'm going to give you again, so you can also apply in your life. Idam gnanam upasitya mama sadharmim agataha sarge api na upajayante so we also learned in previous chapters that at the beginning of the time, all those beings who were in a dormant condition during the Brahma's night, I send them forth and they go out there, they're helpless again into the creation. They're helpless, driven by their own vasanas. The night before I go to bed, I had the vasanas, I had the desires, I have plans. I go to bed and I go into deep sleep. 
or dream and it's all forgotten. But I wake up again with same vasana that I went to bed with last night. Same desires, same problems, same aspirations and start all over again. So Bhagavan says, it's just not a daily thing. This is for eons you continue doing it. Brahma's one day is thousands of eons and his one night is thousands of eons. When he creates creations, it goes on for thousands of eons in his daytime. In the pralaya, when he goes to sleep, it can, all those being come back to him and go out again and again, time and again. They continue in that cycle of Brahma's day and night. It's not a question of my life, of whatever the years, but eons I had been doing this. Bhagavan said, that can be stopped here. Knowing this knowledge, idam gnanam upashritya, taking refuge in this knowledge. Once that knowledge becomes firm in my mind that this is reality, I rely on that knowledge. Mama sadharmim agataha. Sadharmya? So, dharma. Dharma is the essential quality of the thing or a being. So, essential dharma or the supreme is, he does not have any limitations. He is beginningless, he is endless. He has no imperfection that I am going to, no limitations, no competition. He is by himself. What are my dharma? I am limited by my body, limited by my mind, limited by my intellect. My circumstances, the world is unfair, society is unjust, discrimination, all that becomes part of my dharma. Bhagavan said, one who takes refuge in that knowledge, he becomes sa-dharma to me. His qualities become same as mine. Sa-dharmim agataha, they come to become same as me. So then, there are no limitations. He is limitless, I become limitless. He is all-pervading, I become all-pervading. They say they become sorrowless. Sarge api na upajayante. Even after this cycle, the next cycle of creation, they don't take births. In the creation, they didn't take birth. Pralayena vyathanticha. In the time of dissolution, they are not disturbed. They have released themselves from this prakriti. As long as I identify with the field, I become the knower of the field and field exists. Once I completely being oblivious of the field, field does not exist. And therefore, I as the knower of the field does not exist. As long as I'm part of an organization, all the limitations, qualities of the organization belong to me. I'm American citizen. Everything about America applies to me, all the laws. Once I renounced my citizenship, so we were Indian citizens before. We were bound by the laws of India. Once you renounce Indian citizenship, now I have to take a visa to go to India. Because I'm not bound by Indian laws anymore. I'm bound by American laws. So we, we can saw dharma agataha to America. Bhagavan said, once you become established in this knowledge, your dharma and my dharma will become one. You change the party. From the Prakriti, you align with the Purusha. Sarge Pinopajant, and therefore, at the time of creation, they don't take birth. At the time of dissolution, they are not disturbed. They're beyond creation and dissolution. Creation is nothing but a projection of my mind 
for my creation. Whatever I, my world is created by me. My world is limited to the world I know. The world I do not know. What's happening in Chechnya, I don't know anything about it. That world is not part of my world. What happens in Richmond, ah, it's part of my world because I'm aware of it. Once I get entire prakriti out of my world, there is no world for me. Mama Yonir Mahat Brahma Tasmin Garbam Dadami Aham. Now he explains how the creation comes into being. Sambhavaha Sarva Bhutanam Tato Bhavati Bharata. So let's understand how this creation comes into existence, how this prakriti comes into existence. All this world of beings and things come into existence. He said, Mama Yonihi Mahat Brahmaha. My womb is this Mahat Brahma. The Supreme has two aspects, Purusha and Prakriti. Both are beginningless. So he said, that Prakriti, that what we call nature, is my womb. That Mahat, all-pervading. Yes, Purusha is all-pervading, Prakriti is also all-pervading. Purusha is beginningless, Prakriti is also beginningless. That Prakriti, my lower nature, we have learned in chapter 8, Prakriti, Astada Prakriti, that is the womb of all things and beings. You know, the nature is the womb of all things and beings. Tasmin Garbham Dadamiham, I impregnate that Prakriti by giving seed. So what becomes a reality of my actions? My tendencies, when I become conscious of my tendency, then I act accordingly. I want to create music. I want to write a song. I want to start a business. I had the tendencies. When I become aware and conscious of these tendencies, then action takes place. The Bhagavan said, Tasmin Garbham Dadamiham. I impregnate that womb. And that makes it possible. Sambhavaha Sarva Bhutanam. Tato Bhavati Bharata. The beings come into existence. They become possible because of the union between the Mahat Brahman, the Prakriti, the nature, and the Siddh giver consciousness, the Purusha. When these two come together, Bhagavan said, all the creation comes into being. We shall be discussing that further in the next few verses. So I'll stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo